This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, even if you genuinely love your job and you enjoy the people you work with, it's only natural to occasionally lean back in your chair, close your eyes and daydream for a few moments about retirement. No more alarm clocks, no more time clocks, no more checking the dashboard clock during another long commute. After a little bit of retirement daydreaming, most folks happily go back to work, but sometimes you can't shake those retirement dreams. You begin plotting your your own post-work life. Now, if you're in your 50s, which is generally about a decade before the typical retirement age of most folks, leaving your career behind means you're entering the world of early retirement, which is full of both possibility and the unknown. And with that in mind, during today's show, we're going to discuss some of the potentially critical things you need to know if you're considering early retirement. Now, before we start chatting about early retirement, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, with us again, who I certainly hope isn't retiring and leaving our show anytime soon. Greg! No! (laughs) (laughs) No, I am not uh, planning on retirement yet. And even if I did retire, I wouldn't retire from the show. We're going to keep this thing going as long as my voice holds out. I've said that before. And I'll say it again. So I guess you and our wonderful listeners are stuck with me for a while yet. Uh, But but thanks for having me. I mean, this is going to be a good one. What a great topic, uh, retiring early. I know a lot of people who want to retire early. A lot of them don't end up retiring early, but uh, maybe it's because of plans or maybe some people that retire early end up going back to work. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I have a lot of questions for you. Uh, I've been uh, crazy busy, and uh, last weekend, my wife and I went to a wedding. Uh, One of her cousins got married, and I was dreading it, you know, being the outlaw with a bunch of in-laws, and uh, (laughs) weddings and funerals typically don't excite me, unless they're my own, right? So, (laughs) but uh, it was great, and it was good to hang out uh, with family, and it was a lot of fun. So that was good. How about you? Uh, You've been... uh, I mean, you got back from vacation. You've been working hard. You've had a couple of webinars, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, been a long summer. Um, we had some adventures, you know, in our house in Arizona. Got a, had a fire scare. Oh. Um, went out to Florida and saw our strategic partners, Gradient Investments, our money managers. Um, sure. Had a nice gala with them and had a great time and um, got back and went right back to the grindstone and did some um, federal work planning uh, for our federal employees here in Hawaii. Wow. Well, you've been keeping busy then. I, I, I thought my schedule was busy, but then I look at yours and I'm like, wow, could be worse, I guess. <laughs> I, could be, I get tired just thinking about your work schedules, Greg. So, uh, But I do think you do a great job of picking relevant topics for us. But this one is particularly exciting because 
I, I think it would be easy for anybody to say to themselves, hey, I, I have enough money put away uh, so I can retire. But I can tell from your intro, uh, which referenced both possibility and the unknown, that it's probably not going to be as simple as just having enough money in the bank, is it? Yeah, that's exactly right. And today's show certainly isn't intended to talk anyone out of retiring early. Uh, my intentions are really to encourage our listeners to think about early retirement as broadly as possible. And I'm going to reference a recent AARP article, this one titled 10 Things No One Tells You About Early Retirement. And it's got some excellent information. Now, as the article notes, uh, though many people dream about retiring early, only a mere 11% of current workers under the age of 60 actually say they plan to retire early. Though I'd add that I'm eager to see some statistics several months from now that may tell us if the COVID-19 pandemic led to a surge in early retirements, which I suspect might be true. But as for the 10 things you should know about early retirement, the first one, healthcare is expensive, isn't exactly a great revelation. <laughs> uh, that said, the more often we can reinforce that point, the better. Now, Medicare, which currently provides health coverage to over 61 million Americans, doesn't begin until age 65 in most cases. So if you retire earlier than 65, you're going to need to find a healthcare bridge that gets you to Medicare. Yeah, and anytime you mention healthcare costs on the show, Greg, my wallet screams in terror. Yeah, and with good reason. I mean, healthcare is many things, but cheap is not one of them. Even though uh, current law dictates your health insurance premiums can't exceed 8.3% of your household income, there's still going to be some sticker shock. Uh, for example, if your household income is 50,000, a mid-level silver plan is still going to run you about $346 a month, about 41.50 annually. And if a mid-level plan isn't gonna cover everything you need, things are only gonna get more expensive. Right, yeah, and that's, <clears throat> that's not good. And uh, if early retirement is a possibility for you, making sure your healthcare is squared away and you have a plan or a strategy, uh, you, you know, that's going to be key. I mean, you've got to make sure it comes at a price you can afford. That's probably one of the most important things you can do. After all, you don't want to dip too far into that nest egg to cover healthcare. Right. And speaking of nest eggs, you know, rating yours too early can have major financial consequences. Uh, if you leave your office the last time um, before you turned 59 and a half, which is what the IRS calls qualified retirement age, you may get hit with 10% early withdrawal penalties from your tax deferred accounts like your 401ks and traditional IRAs. And while there are some ways you may be able to get your IRA money out before 59 and a half without penalty, there's a rule 72T, very difficult to do. If you do it incorrectly, it can lead to significant penalties. And if you don't have a Roth, which is funded with the after-tax uh, after dollars, you'll owe Uncle Sam a portion of the amount that you take out of your traditional accounts. Now, in terms of dollars and cents, that means if you take 20 grand out of your IRA before 59 and a half, if you're in a 15% federal tax bracket, you may be left with as little as 15,000 after you pay the penalties and fees. Right. And I have to think that uh, paying that $5,000 right off the top is probably going to be pretty unappealing for most people out there. And, you know, to me, Greg, uh, solidifying a workable pre-Medicare health plan and ensuring that you have enough cash to avoid tapping into your tax-deferred retirement accounts are two huge reasons to begin working with a financial services professional, especially if you aren't already. 
or get that second opinion. So when it comes to something as tricky as early retirement, the fact that someone like yourself, a financial services professional, is there to tell you what you need to hear rather than what you want to hear, that's potentially very helpful. So uh, why don't you let our listeners know before we go on with this topic, how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation. Yeah, if anybody has some questions about early retirement, because it's definitely a slippery and dangerous slope, um, which we'll talk a little bit more um, as we continue the show, but feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. I'm happy to answer any questions or any concerns that you may have regarding your early retirement. All right, that sounds great. Now, Uh, we're going to be highlighting things you need to be aware of before you make that final decision about an early retirement. I mean, ultimately, early retirement brings with it possibilities that are, I guess, can be both exciting and problematic. So it's essential to be fully informed. And I think this has been a great topic so far. Uh, What do you have next for us? Well, the next uh, topic in the AARP article, and again, this one is titled 10 Things No One Tells You About Early Retirement. This is something that um, you like to focus on a little bit, Tony, and that we've talked about on previous shows, and that's the compounding interest part. Um, so this is kind of a big deal, um, the way that the math actually works in the, in the long run. Um, when it comes to saving money, we know that time itself is our greatest ally. So let's just say between the ages of 25 and 55, you save $250 a month. And you'll have, uh, if you get a 6% annual return, by the time you're 55, you're going to have 237,000 saved up. Now that's a pretty good return um, on on the $90,000 investment. Well, yeah, it definitely. But uh, I'm on to you. I know there's got to be a butt in there somewhere. So what is it? <laughs> well, there's always a butt, right? And uh, right you are. So let's say you retired at 65 instead of 55. So giving yourself that extra 10 years of compounding, in that case, that's only $30,000 more saved up. Uh, but now you have 464000 in your nest egg, nearly double what it would have been at 55. Now that shocks a lot of people and that's the magic of compound interest. You know, an extra decade of savings is only 30,000 extra into the pot, but the real power comes from that 197,000 earning interest on your interest, not just the principal, but the stuff that's already piled up. It really, really escalates um, the more time you sprinkle on top. Right, yeah, Uh, sprinkling time on top. I love that. Sounds like you're talking about a, an ice cream sundae there, but uh, you know, I, I know in my head what compounding interest is, but every time I hear concrete numbers like that, I'm still amazed by what a powerful tool it really can be when you're saving for retirement. Yeah. And I tell my clients all the time that um, you actually can make more money in retirement than you did your whole entire um, savings during your, your working career because you, you got that nest egg and that's going to work for you. Um, Another critical thing to weigh about early retirement is that you may have a long life still ahead of you. And we hope so, right? Uh, Right. As as the article explains, a woman who retires at 55 is going to need her savings to last nearly 29 years on average, as opposed to, say, 20 years that she'd need if she retired at 65. A man who retires at 55 is going to need his savings to last about 25 years on average rather than just the 18 that he would need if they retired at 65. Now, obviously, it takes more money to fund a longer retirement. That's the whole gist behind this. But 
Here's another uh, stat that's really going to knock your socks off. This one surprised me too. If a couple makes it to 65, which most of us expect to do that, there's a 25% chance that one of the spouses is going to make 98. Wow. Yeah. People are living longer and longer. And so longevity is an issue. But, you know, I think most people would love to have a long retirement uh, because that gives you plenty of time to spend with your family and go on adventures. But I like your point here, Greg, that you're making a longer life means you're going to need plenty of money and a big plan for retirement. Exactly. And you've got it right down to the brass tracks right there, Tony. Yeah. And just as you may live longer than you would have otherwise imagined, you're also likely to spend more money in retirement than you would have predicted when you were younger. So many financial services professionals advise their clients that they're going to spend about 80%, that's the rule of thumb, in retirement compared to when you were working. And when you consider that you know, you'll no longer be funneling money into retirement accounts, uh, covering the commuting expenses back and forth to work, or paying social security payroll taxes anymore, as long as you don't have any additional earned income, it's really not bad advice. That 80% rule is, is pretty consistent. However, there are some nuances that you should consider. Early in retirement, we talked about this um, a few shows back, Tony, it's, it's common for retirees to see a spending surge. So in your early years of retirement, things like travel, home improvements, relocation costs, and other lifestyle changes actually add up. And while those expenses start to taper off as you settle into retirement, that early faster withdrawal can really eat into your nest egg and remove that compounding interest that we talked about earlier. Right. Right. And, you know, you mentioned home improvement projects a moment ago, and it seems to me that if early retirement is potentially in your cards, you're going to want to have a housing strategy hammered out, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, retiring without a mortgage is a goal for many of my clients, though it's certainly a challenge. I mean, in fact, the article uh, cites that 44% of retired homeowners between the ages of 60 and 70 still have a mortgage. Um, both my parents are retired. They both have a mortgage. Um, they're married separately, but of course, two separate households, but they both have mortgages still. So right. let's, let's be clear that even though if your mortgage goes away, the expenses that come with home ownership don't. Um, the average homeowner last year paid $3,700 in property taxes. That's a 4.4% jump beyond the year before. It's also generally recommended that homeowners save about 1% of your value of your home every year to, to cover replacements and repairs. So those things don't go away. And broken down further, uh, if you were to say your house is worth 350000 that's 3500 Even if you have an apartment, that's 3500 a year. And you can expect to pay in improvements, maintenance, and, and things like that. Sure. Sure. And, uh, you know, I think that's really important to understand, uh, you know, financial strategies for your home, whether it's paying off your mortgage before retirement or downsizing to a smaller, less expensive home after you retire. These are good reasons, once again, to meet with somebody like yourself, Greg, a financial services professional. I mean, for a lot of people, getting that strategy for their home just right is going to be one of the linchpins to a successful retirement, correct? Yeah. And that's also one of the um, more difficult questions, you know, when I meet with people is to try to get their income goals, you know, ascertained how much money are you going to make? I can't tell you how many people always tell me, well, gee, I never really thought about that. You know, people are used to getting their 
paychecks every two weeks and and now all of a sudden they got to come up with an idea of how they're going to create this this income um if you downsize your apartment there's so many costs now with the association dues and fees like in honolulu um you're looking at probably 2500 bucks a month just taxes insurance and association fees for a for an apartment so you got to be aware of how much you're really going to need and that ties into your to your home plan now Back to the article, um, the next thing that's interesting is it says 74% of workers report that they intend to keep earning some type of paycheck. Now, that, that actually surprised me too. So that's three quarters of people actually plan on working in some capacity in retirement. Yet, only 27% of retirees reported that they were actually able to earn a paycheck after they retired. So that's quite a contrast. 74% expect to and only 27% actually accomplished it. So for many retirees not being able to work part-time, it comes down to an unwillingness to commit to you know rigid schedules. Um, other retirees, maybe you're not able to find the part-time job due to travel plans, family commitments, or let's be honest, it's harder to get hired you know, the older you get. So maybe an appropriate course of action for some people is to indeed work with a financial services professional and develop that strategy, have an income plan in place, and that way you won't have to rely on part-time work. Right. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Uh, I think working uh, after you retire, a lot of people don't consider that. But if for people who retire early, a lot of them end up going back to work. And that can uh, create some uh, financial or tax or healthcare issues. So you have to have a plan in place. And you know, some people want to work part-time in retirement too. Um, now, this has been a great discussion. We're talking about some of the more critical things that people who are considering early retirement might need to know before they make that decision, that final decision. Got to have that financial strategy squared away, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, but you need to have it, you know, a solid one, especially if you retire early. Uh, what do you have for us next? Well, the next one really uh, hit home with me, and I really thought this article was well done because we talked about this also on the show, and that is your your time gap. I mean, we've talked about filling that time gap, Tony, several times, and people have to consider that early retirement, you're going to have a chunk of time on your hands after you stop working. I mean, heading into the office every day with a 40-hour week in your calendar for decades, and now all of a sudden that's gotta, that just stops. You have to have something to do. Um, you know, initially that extra time on the golf course, reading by the pool, going to the beach, whatever, uh, even traveling, it's going to be a nice luxury, but eventually the novelty is going to wear off. And if remember too, if one of those reasons you're considering early retirement is because you have young grandkids, those kids are going to be in school, uh, pretty soon, five days a week for nine months out of the year. So like we mentioned earlier on the show, the point here is not to scare you away from early retirement. But I want to remind you that while a big part of retirement planning is about the finances and getting your income goals and your strategies in place, a big part of the planning process should also focus on your emotional and social needs. Yeah, that's that's really true. I think that's uh, super important. And I think it can be easy to overlook that social aspect of work. I mean, it's likely there are people in your office or at your work that you look forward to seeing and talking to every day. And if maybe you work for a company that has occasional group meals or events or outings and all those things do contribute to your overall health and happiness, 
And once you retire, you have to find ways to replace those activities and, and stay social. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a recipe for depression, you know, if, if you just kind of turn the faucet off of human interaction. So <laughs> um, when you're working with a financial services professional, I encourage everyone make sure that you get into detail about the social part and hobbies and things like that. Um, just bouncing ideas back and forth can really help lead you to some some good decisions um, in the future. An experienced financial services professional knows that ultimately, you know, a happy, fulfilled client is one that's more likely to stay in regular contact and also stick to the agreed upon financial strategy. So it's all part of it. Well, and that is part of it. And uh, I think it's uh, it's a big part of it. I think it's a bigger part of, of the overall uh, issue than people realize. And, you know, we've talked about this social isolation on past shows, and I'm guessing uh, that's something that people considering early retirement could easily overlook. Yeah. I mean, they're so excited. You're in the honeymoon phase of retirement. You're not really considering that. I think that's absolutely uh, very, very true. Let's say if you retire uh, at 57, there's a good chance that your spouse and probably most of your friends will still have several years of work ahead of them. So that means that if you aren't careful, you could end up spending your time staring at the walls. You know, if your spouse is at work and your best friends are at work and you're like the first five or plus years of retirement are all alone, uh, that could be a very lonely situation. So it's essential to form new friendships after you start working. You should also note um, that if you're younger, um, when you retire, many of the new friendships that you may build, say at the golf course, for example, are likely to be with people that are several years older than you are. Uh, in many cases, that probably isn't a problem, but it's definitely something you should consider and be aware of. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's really important. And you mentioned a moment ago that if you retire in your 50s, it's quite possible your spouse will still be working. And I think that is a good reminder that retirement can be a challenge for, especially early retirement, can be quite a challenge for couples, right? Yeah, retirement is a, is a challenge for couples. I mean, it, it really can be. And there there just isn't challenges when one spouse is retired and the other still working. When, when both spouses are retired, that's a whole new lifestyle. I mean, after all, if one or both spouses worked outside the home, think about it. That means that you know, eight or nine hour break every day, five days a week from each other. In retirement, you're going to be together every day. I mean, therefore, it may not be a smart move for each person to, um, you know, find a hobby that doesn't necessarily include your spouse. Now, I don't mean to imply that the key to a happy marriage is to spend as much time as part as possible, but, <laughs> you know, that might there might be something to that. You know, absence yeah. makes the heart grow fonder. Um, a little me time now and then is probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. My parents have been married, oh, let's see, 55. My parents have been married 58 years. Wow. And and my mom would say the reason it's worked out and they were able to last that long is that my dad was an over-the-road truck driver and would be gone for weeks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and And my dad would say we've been married 58 years, 10 happily. Um, <laughs> it's, they're joking. They, they love each other and they'll, uh, they've, uh, they've, uh, made it for the long haul. That's for sure. They're, they're doing good. They, uh, they put up with each other in their old age, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is true though. Sometimes you have to, you have to think about those things seriously. Uh, too much togetherness can be too much of a good thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's a good point. Now, um, uh, we've you know, as we head into the end of the show today, what questions would you recommend somebody considering early retirement ask a financial services professional to address? Hmm, that's a that's a really good question. I I think uh, just having a frank and detailed conversation with a financial service professional uh, before you make a final decision about early retirement can be very helpful. Um, first question to address is whether you can truly afford to stop working. And that's what people really want to know. Uh, you know, we put up together these reports that help clients, you know, the retirement compass that forecasts your, your entire retirement strategy. And you just get a nice light at the end of the tunnel. If you, if the math works out, of course, if the math doesn't work out, we have to have an uncomfortable conversation and reassess your retirement goals. But that's the key is to make sure, find out if you can really afford to do it. Um, and again, remember that your financial professional isn't there to tell you what you want to hear. They're there to tell you the truth. So right. I, I like it when there's wiggle room in the plan and I can give people sure. more choices, but I hate it when people are unrealistic about their retirement goals and I kind of have to, uh, you know, give them a little bit of sobering news. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> from there to discuss whether you'll need a part-time job, how realistic that may be. Um, address your healthcare expenses. Remember that gap we talked about earlier to Medicare yeah. and, and what you're going to do to fill that time on your hands um, and how well your vision of the future also aligns with your spouses. And so all those things kind of coming together is all part of the retirement dream and the retirement plan. Yep. And that's great, Greg. And I just, you brought a lot of great information to the show today, a lot to think about, especially for those who want to retire early, but for all of us, in getting prepared for retirement whenever that may be. But we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, retirement planning is difficult. Um, if it was easy, people would be doing it, you know, years and years before. It, it's something that creeps up on you once you're yep. a few years from retirement. I love doing it. It's my passion. If you, if anybody wants some help with it, give us a call, 791 2924. Go online, therogroup.org. Drop us a line. If you want to get a plan together, you want to see how realistic your goals are, pick a retirement date, I'm here to help. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.